Welcome to the Plain Sense Podcast, where the life-changing Word of God is made accessible and understandable to all. Here is your host, Dr. Joel Madasu. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Plain Sense Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Joel Madasu. Today, we're going to deal with uh, an important topic, an important topic. Many of us deal with some great pain when we lose our loved ones. This is also a time where we ask deep theological questions. And one of the questions is, would we see our loved ones again in heaven as we see them here on earth during our lifetime? The question is too long, but it is a practical one. It is a practical question. Would we see our loved ones again as we see them here uh, during our lifetime? Um, To answer this question and also related questions on this topic, uh, I've asked... uh, a special guest for this podcast, and that is Brian Wagner. Brother Brian is professor currently at uh, Veritas Bible College, and I think I just uh, butchered that name. Uh, you can find him at vbc.edu, Veritas Bible College. Previously, it is uh, Virginia Bible College, I believe. So he's now professor at uh, Veritas Bible College. He uh, he was saved and dedicated to full-time ministry in 90, uh, 1972, married June 11, 1977. He's got, he had two daughters, has two daughters, two granddaughters. He was the Minister of Youth and Christian Education uh, from 77 to 83, missionary in Ireland from 84 to 96, pastor from 96 to 2006, uh, college instructor since uh, 2004. So as I mentioned, he's currently uh, teaching at um, Veritas Bible College and also at Piedmont International University and also South uh, Florida Bible College and Seminary. So he is going to help us understand or help us answer this question. Would we see our loved ones again as we see them here on earth during our lifetime? So this is, I think, a very important question. A lot of people struggle with this um, question or with this thought. Like, would we see our loved ones? So I hope that this podcast would be an encouraging podcast to you. Brother Brian, thank you so much for your time, for your willingness to be here on this podcast and share with us one of the crucial topics, share some information about the crucial topics that I think a lot of people would love to know. And a lot of people are also struggling with this kind of thought in their mindsets when they lose their loved ones. So the question that we're going to address today in this podcast is would we see our loved ones as we see them here in our lives? Well, Brother Joel, thank you very much for the opportunity to uh, be on your podcast here and to try to answer that question as best I can from God's Word. And I've done some thinking about, you know, what what scriptures uh, we should look at um, and what what thoughts come from those passages of scripture being because it really is it's only God's word that can give us any clarity and yet uh, of course there are a lot of things that the, the Bible doesn't answer mm-hmm. and so we'll we'll try to to make some educated guesses at least um, about what people are usually thinking about when when they think about dying and, and when they think about the next life and and um, especially when the loved one goes and, uh, you know, will they meet them again? Uh, so I, I jotted some thoughts down and I hope you don't mind. I'm going to share the screen so that uh, the viewers can 
see the verses, because I, I think sometimes there's a benefit of, of seeing God's word as it's being read out loud, and uh, and you don't have to look at me all the time. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> uh, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll try to go back and forth if I can um, to share some of those things. So here, here's my initial thoughts. Uh, you know, of course, there's an assumption uh, that our loved ones are in the family of God with us. You know, we're not, we won't see them again unless, unless they're already in the family of God with us. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, that happens through God giving them the new spiritual birth into his family like he did us uh, when, when they expressed humble trust in Jesus, God's son, uh, for his mercy and, and the forgiveness of their sins. And assuming that's true, um, I thought, you know, I should say there, there's going to be a promised resurrection, of course, for all of God's children, and a gathering unto him. And, uh, and then many of us believe that Scripture clearly teaches that uh, that includes serving him in our resurrected bodies for a thousand years here on earth um, before we find out what he has next for us to do after after that. Uh, so, so seeing our loved ones again creates the question, you know, what, what will we all look like in our resurrected bodies? And, uh, and, and will we recognize each other? Um, so a quick look at, at two clear verses that indicate uh, that we will have bodies like Jesus' resurrected body, I think is a good place to, to start. First uh, John chapter 3, verses 1 to 2, this, this was a favorite passage of my dad uh, before he passed away at the age of 91. Um, any chance he got in church, uh, if he had to give a testimony or, or, or he would quote, he would quote this verse, you know, behold, what manner of love the father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are the children of God and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And so initially, we, we, we have here a promise that uh, whatever we look like, it's going to be somewhat like Jesus. Now, how physical is that? How spiritual is that? <laughs> we will be like him. And of course, we, we're hoping it's more spiritual. You know, are we, we're not all going to be 33-year-old Jewish males, I don't think. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but, but there's some connection there. And we see in the next verse, it's a bodily connection. Um, Philippians 3, 21 and 22, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able to subdue all things to himself. So, so we will be like him, and, and that's a bodily likeness in some way. And the word glorious is thrown in there. Um, so there's something different than just the physical body, uh, but it is a body. And we'll see that very clearly in, the, in this next discussion point. Some have suggested Christ's resurrection body that he had for 40 days after he rose again somehow changed when he went to heaven. So we don't know exactly what his glorious body now looks like or can change to look like. 
Uh, but some of the things Jesus and other scriptures said about the future coming of the resurrection indicates it will be very much the same bo physical body the apostles saw after he rose from the dead. So I don't know if you've run into this, Joel, but in America here, there's um, some controversy about the resurrection and the resurrection body. And um, I don't know if it's Eastern influence, but, but there is this idea of get going away from physicality in, in, the, in the resurrection experience. And, and uh, the argument is even made, you know, uh, well, Jesus just took on a physical form um, when he needed to. Um, but, but really, he's, he's in, a, in a spiritual body, which is not physical at all anymore. Um, kind of like the, the theophanies of the Old Testament, that, you know, how they could take on a, a physical form. Mm -hmm. um, and you could hear them speak and, and all the rest. Um, the problem with that is that really hits at the whole idea of resurrection mm -hmm. and, and the uniqueness of who we are physically, you know, with, you know, how the doctors say, you know, your thumbprint, your retina of your eye. I mean, we're all, we're all so unique genetically and, and physically, um, and, and there seems to be, it, it, it it appears in scripture there seems to be this continuation of that when Jesus returns so here's here's what Jesus said uh, we'll look at some verses right after his resurrection and then we're going to see what he said about when he comes back so that's already been 2,000 years so so we're going to see how he describes the resurrected body um, when he comes back now, this first passage is from Luke 24, and uh, it's a great passage when you were talking about the resurrected body of Jesus. Of course, the tomb was empty, so it was act the actual body was somehow lifted up and, and taken out of the tomb, <laughs> reanimated with life. <clears throat> and uh, and this, this physical body uh, stands in front of, of the disciples that first uh day of the week, that, that first resurrection Sunday. And it says, he stood in the midst of them, said unto them, peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed they had seen a spirit. And he said to them, why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. I think that's kind of interesting. He says, it is I myself. Right after saying hands and feet. Um, you know, if, 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 if he's just saying, well, I just took on this body, I just took on this body so you have something to see, right. it, it doesn't kind of fit. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> Handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet, and while they, were still, uh, while they still did not believe for joy and marveled, and said to them, he said to them, have you any food here? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and some honeycomb, and he took it and ate it in their presence. And so there, there he is. He's saying, hey, this is me. I, I'm, I can eat. I got a body, and it can eat. Uh, then also in John, the story which many know of, of Thomas, doubting Thomas, we call him, uh, but this is another good story um, for a number of reasons, but if not just this point that, that Jesus was in a physical body. 
Um, Thomas called the twin, one of the 12, was not with them that first Sunday. So the next Sunday, Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto them, unto him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see his hands, in his hands, the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside. Thomas was with them. Jesus came. Now, this, this is interesting. The, door, the doors being shut mm -hmm. <laughs> and stood in the midst and said, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and have yet, and yet have believed. And so we're called upon. We're the ones who have not seen. Mm -hmm. But we're called upon to believe this testimony, that Jesus was in a physical resurrected body, mm -hmm. his body, the one he lived in for 33 years and then, and then died in, and then it rose from the grave and now it's changed in some way because he comes through the door, it looks like, without the door opening. So, so uh, there is a change there. But now when you think about that scientifically, that's, it really isn't that hard to imagine uh, because we know scientifically that everything is made of atoms, and atoms are mostly space, you know. <laughs> the nucleus is like, yeah. invisible yeah. <laughs> and the electrons that are floating around it are invisible mm -hmm. so so uh, almost you know so um you know even everything that's physical is, is is kind of like space and if you if you can figure out a way of squeezing through the posts you know <laughs> you know uh, you can have a physical body pass through another physical body you just have to vibrate the atoms or whatever to get through <laughs> but god can do it right god can do it and uh so what, whether he did it with some kind of physical law i don't know but, but um he he knows how to work those things uh but hey i can't do it and, and so uh, you know there's something that's going to happen to my body your body joel after we're um resurrected mm -hmm. that's going to be able to to do things that that we can't do now. Mm -hmm. All right. <clears throat> now, he does talk, Jesus did while he was on this earth, uh, about his second coming, his coming back. And, and he says in this one passage in Matthew 8, 11, uh, something that caught my attention. He said, I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Um, and the word sit down has the idea of reclining for a meal, you know, mm. to eat. And, and so, you know, he, he's not, we, ha, we would have to read our theology into these passage mm -hmm. to get away from the idea that he's talking about physical people. <laughs> and, and, and with physical identities, mm -hmm. and, and um, you, you can pick them out. Oh, there's Abraham over there. There's Isaac over there, mm -hmm. you know. Um, now, this brings up the question, and I, I personally don't think 
we are going to be at the age we died. Okay. I, I just don't, I don't think we're going to be 33 year, year old Jewish males, but I do think we're going to be at the height of, of the genetic maturity that God made our bodies to be. Yeah. And you take away all the defects, all the genetic defects, probably won't get rid of this big nose, but, <laughs> but, but we will be, we will be ourselves at the fullness of what we were intended to be. I guess almost like what, what Adam probably looked like the first day he was created. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how old was he? He was a day old, but how would he look like? Well, probably 30 something years old. Right. Right. So Abraham's probably going to be young again. He'll probably be glad of that. <laughs> A lot of women out there will probably be glad to be back uh, to their younger years. Uh, <clears throat> but this does then say, suggest, um, and this is just, I'm just theolog theologizing, making inferences. But um, so God, if God wants to do it differently, I'm, I'm, I'm for wherever he wants to do it. Mm -hmm. But I know there are many uh, grieving moms um, and dads, but moms especially, um, who who want to hold that child that they they never got a chance to hold, mm -hmm. uh, died died in the womb perhaps or um, aborted, um, and, and or maybe died as a baby, and they and they think you know I want to I just want to hold that baby one more time, mm -hmm. and uh, you know how God is going to dry those tears. I don't, I don't know. He said he's going to, um, uh, I, I, I just don't think it's going to be through being able to hold a baby again, but it may be, Hey, that's, if that's what God wants to do. Um, <clears throat> but I do think, uh, the resurrected body itself will be, um, at the state of maturity. That's, that's my guess. Okay. He does say also in Matthew 26, uh, he said, I say to you, I will not drink this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. So here again, he's not saying, he's saying in the future, I'm going to be drinking as well. So the physical body of Christ is still going to be there the same way it was on Resurrection Sunday. Um, Old Testament has this prophecy of I will pour on the house of David, on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the spirit of grace and supplication, and they will look on me whom they pierced. Mm -hmm. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for his firstborn. And this prophecy has been linked with Christ's second coming and the nation of Israel seeing the one that they had rejected and finally a large multitude of that nation, as it says here, um, repenting with grief. Boy, we... We did crucify our Messiah. Mm -hmm. And and there's a hint. It's, it, you can argue both ways, uh, but there's a hint that they actually see the piercings, you know, uh, that, that, that in his hands and his feet. Mm -hmm. uh, but you could argue that, you know, they're looking on him whom they pierced 2,000 years ago, but mm -hmm. the piercings aren't, you don't see them anymore. One, one argument against the piercings in Christ's hands and feet is John's vision of, of Christ um, in Revelation chapter one, he, he doesn't mention that. Um, but that doesn't mean it, it yeah. was, it wasn't still there. Mm -hmm. 
So in some ways, though, our physical bodies will be also like angels, Jesus said. So there will, there will be no longer family relationships. And this kind of throws a little bit of a monkey wrench into this longing that we have uh, for perfect family love again, or especially when we grieve over a lost loved family member. Um, but the Bible says we're going to be like the angels, and and but 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 we will have close friendships. Now, sometimes friendships can be closer than family relationships. <laughs> In fact, that's often true. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we we should be better friends with our spouses and better friends with our brothers and sisters <laughs> that we that we're flesh and blood with. Well, if you're in the family of God, that's really what's going to be like, I think, in heaven. Um, you know, those who are counted worthy, th this is in a parable that Jesus gave. Um, oh, this was, no, this was in an answer Jesus was giving to the Pharisees. He said, those who are counted worthy to attain to the, that age, the son, resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage, nor can they die anymore. For they are equal to the angels and are sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. So, so we're equal to the angels, but we're actually more. We're, we're also sons of the resurrection. In mm -hmm. fact, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, we're going to judge angels. So, right. so uh, we're made a little lower than the angels in flesh and blood, but then in the resurrection body, it seems like we're like the angels, but we're also going to be in a position above the angels in, mm -hmm. in, uh, in the next generation of, of God's creation. Um, and this verse here in a parable, he's talking about finances. He says, uh, I say to you, make friends of your, for yourselves of unrighteous mammon money, uh, that when, when you fail, they may receive you into an everlasting home. And it's it basically Jesus is saying, use your money to win souls. Um, but I like the word friends here. You know, the idea is this friendship is going to continue mm -hmm. as you as you live together in heaven um, in an everlasting home. Mm -hmm. Well, the main passage in the Bible uh, that talks about a resurrection bodies. I you know I threw all these different verses in, and and uh, they're very important passages that we just looked at, and they speak for themselves. But I always think it's good to find what is the most com comprehensive passage where the writer who is sitting down to speak just about that issue. <laughs> and so we talk about Christian love, and we immediately think of 1 Corinthians 13. Uh, you know, we talk about the millennium. We immediately think of Revelation 20. Uh, you know, we talk about um, resurrection bodies or resurrection, you know, 1 Corinthians 15. I mean, that, that's the resurrection chapter. So I want to read some verses from it, and I've highlighted some of the main points that I won't take that much time to discuss, but, but I thought it might be interesting to look at. Paul says, but someone will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Foolish one, what, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. And what you sow, you do not sow that what that body shall. Uh, you do not sow that body that shall be, but mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as He pleases, and to each seed its own body. 
all flesh is, is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another kind of animals, another fish, another birds. And there are celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies. But the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. And there is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars, and one star differs from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. So just, just briefly looking at these highlighted portions, um, you know, this body we're in now, we should think of it as a seed. Mm. It, it's not what God intended it to ultimately be. Mm. It really is the resurrected body. It really is the glorious body um, that has to be um, what, what God has intended, the one that's going to live forever. And it's not going to be tied just to a, a natural earth, uh, though it can live in a natural earth <laughs> and eat and drink. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so just like seeds have to, have to die or, or, or fall apart in, in the earth, and, 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 then, and then yet it is from that seed. It's, the, the seed doesn't disappear. It's from that actual seed that the next you know, the tree or the stalk or whatever comes. Mm -hmm. So, so there's a connection there. Mm -hmm. and, and that idea of being genetically unique and the resurrection body is going to have that same uniqueness. Mm -hmm. And he goes on to talk about that, but it is according to God as he pleases. Mm -hmm. So he made us all unique for some reason, spiritually, physically, emotionally, personality wise, he has a special task for us to do while we're here on earth, and he's going to have a special task for us to do in the millennium and in the, in the ages to come. Mm -hmm. So what, so uh, uh, it's up to him, and, and yet it's going to be our own body. Mm -hmm. it's, going to be, it's going to be unique. And it's going to be celestial. Uh, it's going to be able to survive in the heavens as well as on the earth. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to differ from, from other people. We're not going to, we're not going to be, well, we differ now. We know that already, but, but, but the glory of the, of the body that we're going to get is going to um, be different. And some of this may hint to how we serve now and the rewards we get later will affect the glory of our celestial body. I, yeah. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but we're going to be, we're going to be raised in incorruption. We won't die. We won't have sickness. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're going to be raised in glory. We're going to reflect the glory like, like planets do, you know, reflecting the sun's shine. Uh, uh, we're going to reflect the sun's glory off of our lives perfectly, mm -hmm. whether we're big or small. Mm -hmm. Um, we're going to be powerful. It's going to be powerful body. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be there's going to be a power to to this new body. There's going to be a it's going to be spiritual. Now this is the key word that throws some people off. It is a body, but it's a spiritual body in the sense that it 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 can dwell in the spiritual realm of the spirits of God, the heavens, hmm. uh, 
because they are just spirits. They're not, they don't have a body. They, the only body in heaven right now is Jesus's body. <laughs> um, the, the Old Testament saints aren't in their bodies yet. Um, they're recognized as individuals somehow. I don't know. You know, it's like seeing ghosts, right? I, I don't know. <laughs> but, 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 but when the resurrection takes place, there'll be more bodies in heaven. Um, now, let me take that back. The angels are ministering spirits. Mm -hmm. And and so I you know, you could argue the beat the four beasts or four living creatures that are in heaven, maybe they have physical bodies. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> the way they're described in Revelation. They could they could. But anyway, it's a it's a spiritual body in the sense that it can dwell in a spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. So finally, uh, will we recognize our saved loved ones? when gathered together to be with them in our resurrection bodies, uh, would there be any, uh, it should be there. That's a misspelling there. Okay. I got to change that. That's terrible. <laughs> don't, don't tell anybody. All right. <laughs> would there be any comfort in our being brought together with them if we didn't recognize them? Mm -hmm. So this idea is okay. We're going to have a physical body. They're going to have a physical body if there are saved loved ones. Will we recognize them? This passage I'm about to read suggests very clearly that's why you're, you're going to be, there's going to be comfort of some sort getting together. And how could there be comfort if you don't recognize the person? Right. You know, it's like when you meet somebody that you had, like I see you, Joel, I haven't seen you for years. And it's a comfort, it's an encouragement, it's a joy mm -hmm. just to see you. And to picture in my mind what God's doing in your life, you know. So, yeah, when we, when we say goodbye to a, a loved one and they're in heaven now, this passage, 1 Thessalonians 4, you know, the rapture passage, mm -hmm. you get a new body at the rapture because that's a resurrection experience. That's a separation from your old body and a, a translation into a new body without dying. But it's still a death in a sense that you're, you're getting your new body and your old body's gone. Mm -hmm. you're separated from it um <clears throat> let me read it but i do not want you to be ignorant brethren concerning those that have fallen asleep lest you sorrow as others who have no hope for we believe that jesus died and rose again even so god will bring with him those who sleep in jesus those, those are our dead loved ones He's going to bring their spirits with him when he comes from heaven. And this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive here on earth and remain until that day when coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. In other words, their bodies are there in the, in the grave sleeping. Their spirits are there in heaven coming back with Jesus. <clears throat> For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Mm. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them, mm. together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words." Mm. You know, we, we could emphasize the caught up and the word rapture, the Latin word rapture that comes from that, that um, Greek word harpazo, you know, caught up. 
Um, but the focus of the passage here is really the getting together with those who have died. It's not focused so much on the rapture as it is on the getting together when the Lord returns right. and to be comforted, comforted by that fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this, this is a great passage for any funeral service because, especially of a believer, right? Of a, mm-hmm. we, we don't sorrow as others who have no hope. We have a sure hope that we're going to be gathered together with our loved ones. Mm-hmm. And and so to say we wouldn't recognize them, how, how would that be very hopeful? How would that be much of a comfort? Yeah, so I think we will recognize them. I do think the body's physical and it will probably be looking differently than maybe we might guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, brought to a perfection in maturity, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be like Jesus' glorious body and it'll it'll be powerful. It'll be glorious. Mm-hmm. So. Those are my thoughts. I hope I hope that didn't go too long for you there, uh, but that, that's my uh, concluding thoughts. Yeah, even that is uh, that phrase that just um, it just caught my attention too. Those uh, who are alive remain shall be caught up together with them. That's just fascinating. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, this is this is really comforting because I mean. There's so, so many people who lost their loved ones. And for example, when you were saying earlier about if a woman lost a child, for example, a newborn or so forth, I'm twin and my brother, or I was twin, my brother died when he was four days old. The one that was out after me after a minute. You see, I, I, don't, I don't know and I still don't understand how my mother, my mother went through all that struggle and pain, but you know, there is that comfort now. So she's got that comfort. So. And I hope that uh, through this podcast and through this content, that those who are listening will have that hope at some uh, comfort that they will see them at some point in what position and so forth. It's, that is all up to God. But would we see them? Yes. And even the fascinating uh, the phrase that we just read last part, we will rise up together with them. That's even comforting so yes amen now of course you know that joel this brings up the question about babies salvation so we, we might have to do that in another broadcast another, another time <laughs> <laughs> i actually thought about that too <laughs> what is that age limit or is there age yeah exactly age of accountability and all yeah. that but uh, yeah I have, I have some thoughts on that if you, if you ever want me to share them so absolutely we'll do it next time <laughs> all right god bless hey thank you very much for the opportunity yes sir thank you